on this episode of the Answers on Aging podcast. Just make sure that all the stuff that you're doing for this aging family member is compensated for, Mm -hmm. but also documented. If you're going to get paid to do it, you need to have it documented and show what you're doing. Welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. This podcast provides solutions to your questions and commonly faced challenges about caregiving, legal, and financial issues, personal struggles associated with the normal aspects of aging, and the unforeseen obstacles that oftentimes can be life-altering and even devastating. Each episode dissects real life, real-time issues, and will often feature special guests who bring expert-level knowledge and free resources straight to you. This podcast is hosted by certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott. Together, these aging experts bring an impressive combined 30-plus years of experience to the table in order to give you all the answers on aging. That's right. This is the Answers on Aging podcast and Facebook, not Facebook, YouTube, YouTube channel. <laughs> so, no, bang on the table. So this is um, the Answers on Aging, and I am here with my beautiful co-host, Sarah Scott. Hey, Todd Watley. Welcome, everybody, to the Answers on Aging podcast. We're happy, happy to be here to bring you some more helpful information as you navigate through the process of aging. Mm-hmm. And want to say a, a special hello if you are tuning in on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We're going to have these videos of our recorded podcast episodes yep. uh, posted up there on our YouTube channel in the near future. So want to encourage everybody who's listening to go check that out as well. Subscribe. Subscribe. Share. Share. Mm-hmm. Like. Love. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Do you do five stars on YouTube? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll find out. I if you do, get Just like five. or dislike. But hey. Okay. We'll take a like. We'll take a thumbs up. Leave comments, questions yeah. for mm-hmm. future shows. We love, love, love to know we are specifically answering questions that are concerning you. Yeah, and so if we haven't answered some of those questions that you have about the aging process, we want to encourage you to reach out to us and let us know if maybe we're just missing a certain issue that you've encountered or um, might even want to have a little phone conference with you to see if some of the issues you're going through could um, be helped by us. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why we do what, what we're doing. We're available. So if you're not familiar, real quick, let's just recap this real quick. I am a a certified elder law attorney, Mm -hmm. been doing this for 24 years now, and the information on this podcast and YouTube presentation is not specific legal advice, but it is general information. So seek legal advice from your own attorney. That's right. And I am a licensed nursing home administrator, formal former social worker in a nursing home. I've had an adult day program and now I do care navigation in Todd's elder law practice. I do the client intake and some care navigation for our clients there. So between the two of us, we have 
so much experience and knowledge mm-hmm. and a true concern and utmost respect for our seniors. Mm-hmm. And we know that this process as we age is really difficult and most people are going through it for the first, maybe second time and only time. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And just this past weekend, I was at a, a baseball parents meeting and talking with one of the coaches and he seemed a little bit down. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've even told no, you this. You and um, I said, well, what's going on, coach? And he said, well, we had to put mom in a nursing home yesterday. And I was wow. like, oh, my gosh, why didn't you call me? <laughs> That's what I do. And he was like, well, I don't like to blur the lines or anything. But mm-hmm. So I told him about the podcast. I mm-hmm. um, also gave him a book okay. and um, was just like, please reach out and this is this is my wheelhouse this is what we do all day every day um and it's certainly not for everybody but it is really hard Mm -hmm. to to do all the things that are necessary to make sure that your aging loved one or you as the aging loved one Mm -hmm. um gets the care that they need and Mm -hmm. has the services that they need in order to make sure that that part of you know the end of life is as good as it can be yeah, and one of the biggest frustrations with me as an elder law attorney is I beg people, please come see me early, okay? Yeah. Tell me what's going on. Let's talk about it. And like Sarah said, you don't know what you don't know, and you don't know that there were things we can do for you, that mm-hmm. there were things that should be done correctly at the beginning as opposed to oh here we are we're about to apply for this public benefit and we have all these skeleton things out here Mm. today's topic is one of those things that gets messed up so many times and that's why we do this podcast do this youtube channel is to get the information out there early and we depend on you who listen to send this to people saying hey thought you might need this right so today's topic is paying a family member yeah child grandchild um niece nephew sibling whoever to care for dad Mm -hmm. which to us that makes sense it's like okay dad needs help i've got to pay someone Mm -hmm. and this granddaughter this nephew whoever is willing to come in and do stuff and if i could pay a stranger well surely i can pay a a family member right and there's no difference with that well but there is. But there is. There are so many red flags <clears throat> that if you are going to apply for Medicaid, these public benefits, mm-hmm. to help cover the expenses of the care that you really need, mm-hmm. um, when you do that, that application process, you have to give them your bank statements. And if they see that there are multiple checks written to a family member and most commonly, probably the person who's filling out the application for mom or for dad, mm-hmm. um, red flag, red flag, pump the brakes. Yeah. Why are you giving this person money? And it can get really complicated. Right. When you do a Medicaid application, you have to tell Medicaid for look back for five years and tell them if you have made gifts. Right. Well, paying a child or grandchild or niece or nephew to care for you, that's not a gift, obviously. It's paying them to do something. And and mm-hmm. so in your mind, in their mind, they're being the 
person that's being paid, this is not a gift. They're right. earning that money. Right. But Medicaid's going to see a check going from mom to this person. Mm-hmm. And particularly if that person is a family member, that's going to be flagged as a gift. Why didn't yeah. you tell us about this gift? You're like, well, it's not a gift. Oh, yes, it is. It's a check from the applicant to someone else. So therefore, we're going to deem this to be a gift, add all those up, impose a penalty and not pay for the nursing home. Yeah. And so that's why I say people come in late in the game saying, okay, we need to apply. And then boom, this is a problem that they never even saw as a problem. Right. It just made total sense. It did because in any other circumstance, if said daughter or granddaughter could have worked for an agency Mm -hmm. And the check was written to the agency, and the exact same services were being delivered by the exact same person. There would be no red flag. No problem. And so in this situation, whenever it comes time for a family member to step in and start providing care, a lot of times that means they're either already unemployed or maybe they just work part-time, or maybe they work full-time, and they're going to have to quit their job, like basically shut down their life, mm-hmm. and and take care of mom or dad. And so when that happens, or when you foresee that happening, there are some things that we're going to tell you today that could help prevent those red flags from being raised mm-hmm by Medicaid whenever you go to apply for those benefits. And so what does that look like, Todd? Well, it looks like a contract. Yeah. Okay. Looks a like written a piece of paper. <laughs> piece of paper. And it doesn't have to be done by an attorney. Mm-hmm. That's probably a good idea. You can probably find one online, and I'm not opposed to those being done online. Um, but you have to have something in writing before the services start Mm -hmm. for it to qualify. And at that point, when you have a contract to say dad is hiring nephew to come in and care for him, their names are on there. You say, I expect to work X number of hours per week. If you're doing like a per week or per month standard Mm -hmm. amount, but you, you can do it by the hour, mm-hmm. have the nephew or the granddaughter, whoever, document their hours. And I keep, and it, it doesn't have to be super detailed. Just have a notepad mm-hmm. in the house so that when you get there, you say, I got here at 4.05 and just generally list everything that you've done. Right. Bath, cooking, cleaning. Grocery shopping. Folded laundry, whatever. whatever. Just a general list. Mm-hmm. And then when you leave, I, I left at 8.05. Okay, so that's four hours that we can document. And with this contract to say, yeah, child's going to be paid $20 an hour, $25 an hour is perfectly reasonable because mm-hmm. that's, that's what you would pay an agency. But whatever y'all work out, just... Put it in writing and document it. Yes. And I want to take it just a step further and say that if you as the caregiver, the family caregiver, um, provides transportation or um, coordinates doctor's appointments um, and helps kind of relay the information from the neurologist to the primary care physician, Document those hours too. Take credit for the work that you're doing and don't forget about that because those little 
15, 30-minute phone calls add up. Mm -hmm. And you might also want to consider tracking mileage if you're providing transportation Mm -hmm. to doctor's appointments or even going grocery shopping or work into that contract, maybe a monthly stipend for gas expenses or vehicle maintenance expenses. I mean, just really be able to account... Right, right. Yeah, and do one or yeah, the other. Mm-hmm. One or the other. But just make sure that all the stuff that you're doing for this aging family member is compensated for, mm-hmm. but also documented. If you're going to get paid to do it, you need to have it documented and show what you're doing. Yeah, you can put multiple names in that contract. And I would think you could even amend the contract mm-hmm. later on to say, okay, now... Betty's going to do stuff. And, you know, on this date, you can just amend the contract and say on this date, Betty's now going to start doing things. And it's just, it's got to be in writing and dated prior to the first payment. Mm -hmm. And then that way, when you go to apply for Medicaid, you can show this contract and all those notebook pages showing exactly what you did, where you took them, the number of miles. I mean, be Mm -hmm. legitimate with it. And then I don't think it would be a, a problem at all. I would argue that if the caseworker's like, eh, I just don't like this. Yeah. Well, okay, let's go to an appeal, and I will present this to a independent third party to say, look, this is perfectly legitimate. Sure. Here's what we did. Here's the services that were provided. They would have easily paid. Research home care agencies mm-hmm. so that you can get a price, and I would go under that just, just a, a little bit. Yeah, just, just a little. Um, Now, a question may be, well, do we have to pay, you know, treat them as a full-on employee with FICA and Medicare? And my answer to that is you should, Mm -hmm. but I will say most people don't. And I have, this is purely, you know, take this with a huge grain of salt. I have never had Medicaid deny someone because we did not do you know, FICA and Medicare Mm -hmm. and workers comp and all of that. Mm -hmm. That's between the IRS and you. And if you want to go through that, you should do that. I will say as an attorney, I am telling you, you should do a full on employment contract with FICA and workers comp and all of that. But most people don't do that. Yeah. We're just trying to prove to Medicaid. This was not a gift. Right. this was earned. There was a purpose for these checks. And here's the purpose. Here's the proof that it was not just a gift. It was paying someone to do a job. Mm-hmm. That's right. And also, if you're going to be doing grocery shopping or purchasing items for said aging loved one, just from the get-go, make sure that they have their own debit card or credit card and that you are making two transactions. If you've got to grab some stuff for you at the store, do that, but check out twice. Check out once for your stuff with your money and then whatever mom or grandma needs, check out her stuff with her money because that's going to, again, raise a red flag because she's going to reimburse you either Mm -hmm. with a cash withdrawal, red flag, or a personal written check. And if you haven't worked all that stuff into the contract, just trust me, just check out twice. Yeah, that's the second thing that families mess up on. Yeah. Number one is care, you know, providing care, paying someone, thinking, you know, yeah, they're earning this without a contract. And then number two is, well, mom reimbursed us for all these groceries. Mm-hmm. It, 
um, unless you can produce receipts, which I'm yeah. sure you can't, it's a problem. So yes, get a debit card for mom or dad or mm-hmm. whoever and check out twice. That's it's right. super easy to do. You do the self-checkout, close out, pay for yours, and then start another one with hers and yeah. just just do it. Um, Be like Santa and check it twice. <laughs> check it. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Uh, bring the so joke fun. sometimes she's so funny <laughs> so we just want to bring you this pointer i promise you it will make your life easier when you apply for medicaid and as i tell people i will charge more if you've not done what we just said right because it is it is tremendous amount of work on us to apply to Medicaid and prove all of this, we're going to spend many more hours proving that one thing to try not to get a a penalty imposed. And so I charge more because I've got to spend more time on it. So it will save you in attorney's fees, but primarily it will save you in headache when you go to Medicaid to say these checks from dad to granddaughter were not a gift. And even if you're one of the fortunate ones and Medicaid is not even an option because mom or dad have bukus of money, mm-hmm. at the end of the day when mom or dad have passed away and it comes time to divvy up the inheritance, mm-hmm. family members are going to know most of the time, well, she was paying you like on a monthly basis. Why do we still get the same amount of money? Well, because I was providing a service, I was not carrying a full-time job because I was caring for mom or dad. Mm-hmm. We have this contract in place. Shut it up. <laughs> Shut it down. That doesn't count as part of your inheritance. Right. That is not you know? part of the... Yeah. That yeah. is work. Yeah. I mean, until you do it, it's it's work. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Good, very good point. Yeah. So... All right, so I hope this helps, and I promise you it will help you later on. Hopefully this is good for you. If it doesn't apply to you, please send it to some friends or neighbors that you know that are going through this. It's not too late to start. Get it done. Get it in place. And um, as always, if you have questions, please let us know. Drop a note in the comments, and um, we will see you next time. That's right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast with Todd and Sarah. Be sure to hit subscribe and keep tuning in each week as they bring you helpful, useful, and easy-to-find resources for making life as we age as simple and enjoyable as possible. For more information about this episode, visit AnswersOnAgingPodcast.com. Click on the show notes tab and take advantage of the free resources right there at your fingertips. To see Todd and Sarah live, check out our Facebook page, Answers on Aging, to catch a live feed of their radio show every Wednesday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock. Todd and Sarah welcome feedback and love to answer your questions. So please, let them know what you think by leaving a review and share with your friends and family.